to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm peaches and i'm czar okay so we did it reverse ease this time we recorded the segment before we recorded the news for this week because we have a very special treat for you guys on saturday we just got done recording it and we can't wait for you to hear it it was a damn good episode what do you boys think Woot woot! i am so hyped after it i had a lot of fun with that no spoilies though yeah, it, uh, it turned out really, really great. And uh, we did have a guest on and you might be hearing a little bit more from them on the upcoming week, because as a second part of this announcement, JP is finally cashing in on his vacation points. <laughs> Wait, who gave him vacation days? JP gave JP vacation days. <laughs> That's not allowed. Uh, you're going to send those up to the supervisor to be approved. Um, <laughs> I started a union. I started a JP, a JP union. <laughs> One person a union does not make. So I has got a point here. But. But vacations, <laughs> JP, you're going to have to go like a whole week without pre podcast Bidoof talks. <laughs> <laughs> You, I have to go without my precious baby Badoo for a whole week. Ugh, I might have to cancel that trip. <laughs> what about Big Chongus and Smash? Uh, uh, and just like that, I'm going back on the trip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We do not have a lot to talk about in today's episode. It was a little bit of a slow week for news, but still, there was a couple of exciting things. Uh, Zar, would you like to take itinerary? I can do that. All right. Today on the podcast, we are talking about, uh, well, I guess to the surprise of no one, Activision being a garbage machine. Uh, what else what, is new? Activision? No. <laughs> Say it ain't so. <laughs> After that, we're talking about how Epic makes bank on the PS4. And then finally, speaking of PlayStation, apparently, the State of Play April 2021 edition. Yes, that was fantastic. Uh, for some people, I'm sure me and Peaches have differing opinions. <laughs> do, do we want to get Peaches know. disagree strongly in right now? We really need that on a shirt. <laughs> I, I disagree strongly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, when we get merchandise, that's going to be one of the first things on a shirt. Hell yeah. <laughs> Without further ado, um, I'm taking the last article. Uh, so who wants to read this first guy? I'll take care of the first one because uh, I did a little bit of extra work on this uh, bad boy outside of the article. So article one is every single Activision studio works on Call of Duty now. And this is coming from, uh, I really hope I get this right, Zach Zweizen, if that's German, hopefully. That sounds legit. That checks out. All right. So 
Yesterday, Activision-owned studio Toys for Bob announced that it was going to provide development support for the latest season of Call of Duty Warzone. The studio had previously worked on its own games such as last year's fantastic Crash Bandicoot 4, but now has effectively been consumed by the ever-growing monster that is Call of Duty. Even parts of Activision that you wouldn't expect to be involved with Call of Duty are involved with Call of Duty. <laughs> Blizzard, part of the larger mega company Activision Blizzard, hasn't developed a COD game yet, but it does sell them on its own digital store. I don't like that yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was pretty ominous. Um, and then King, the mobile game giant that Activision bought for $5.9 billion back in 2016, Ooh. is working on a Call of Duty game for phones. Because that's and, what we needed. Of course. And so I just want to give you guys uh, some of the studios here that are now all working on Call of Duty in one way or another. Toys for Bob, who did Spyro Reignited, Crash 4, and the Crash Insane Trilogy. Raven Software, who did Wolfenstein, Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, and Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Wow. Beanox who did Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, and the B-Movie game. Oh, oh. What? Big blockbuster <laughs> right there. <laughs> and then, yep. and then obviously, you got your Infinity Ward, Treyarch, and Sledgehammer games were, that have always worked on Call of Duty games. So, but like those, those first three studios are responsible for some really classic titles, and now they're stuck working on Call of Duty. What the fuck? Talk about developer hell. So us as gamers, we have to reconcile with a cruel fact about the industry in which we have decided to take a part in. Call of Duty sells extremely well. You're not wrong. It's okay. So back when we were uh, doing picking plays for patrons, we had the same issue with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, right? Where it's like, there's an expectation of these studios to have to repump out these games year after year after year. And because of that fact, sometimes they take a little bit of a hit in the quality, right? That's why we don't like Call of Duty titles that much. It's because like they get away Activision gets away with rehashing the same shit over and over and over again. Um, am I alone in those sentiments? That's just kind of my gripes with Call of Duty. Like, I feel like we got to get that out of the way. I just, like, I used to love Call of Duty. Like, Modern Warfare 2, Black yeah, Ops. Yeah, that was the peak. World at War. Like, mm -hmm. even Modern Warfare 1. I loved Modern Warfare 1, like Call of Duty 4. Um, ever since then, I just feel like they haven't really broken a lot of new ground in the Call of Duty genre. And it really does feel like they're just as bad as, like, EA with Madden. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. No, it really is. I, I completely agree with that opinion. You know, it is the shooter version of Madden. There has to be one every year. Does this one have zombies? Oh, no. But next year it will. <laughs> well, and now like it's every year that's going to be like, all right, is the Battle Royale in this? Yes, we put the right. Battle Royale in. Well, I'm just really pissed about Toys for Bob, especially because I've seen so many memes on Twitter that are all just Spyro and Crash walking sadly out of the Toys for Bob studio and they're like, I guess we're homeless. And it Aww. was like the saddest thing ever. I'm like, Activision, you are the embodiment of a soulless company. 
so I mean, I guess it brings up the question and it goes without saying. So we're in agreement that we're pretty sad that Activision is doing nothing anymore but working on Call of Duty games, Fuck right? Activision. Yeah, this is this is really disappointing, especially Toys for Bob. JP, like you were just recently talking about how great the new Crash Bandicoot is. Well, now the studio that did that Crash Bandicoot on Call of Duty. That's another part of the cognitive dissonance that we have to deal with is some of the most talented people in the industry are working for Activision and they're now going to be stuck making these Call of Duty games again. Probably just because they make money, you know. You're right. See, this is—I absolutely adored Crash Bandicoot. It's just not the money maker that Call of Duty is. It's just not. It's not. But hey, we have a game franchise that all of a sudden came back with so much hype, especially on the social media platform, and actually sold really, really well. Yeah, let's put that entire team on more COD, just because you know COD makes more money. I hate it. And more than anything, I feel really sad for the developers that are doing this because I know that they probably didn't have much to do with that decision. I'm sure that you have people that would love to be working on the next Spyro or the next Crash Bandicoot or whatever fantastic game that these studios have been working on. And now it's just... Call of Duty, cringy, Mountain Dew drinking, Doritos <laughs> eating, eight-year-old being chubby kid being game. Um, the thing is, I, I I should say this is speculation, but there are conflicting reports. But the, apparently, the Toys for Bob studio has cycled through like everybody that had worked on like the Crash Bandicoot and Spyro series. Like apparently, they've either all been quit or laid off. And now it's like an entirely new team that's just working on Warzone. I don't know. There's also stuff from Activision saying that that's not true and they didn't do any layoffs or stuff like that. So they're conflicting reports, but it does raise an eyebrow. Like, what is going on over there? Also, what are they going to do with all these IPs? Like, just sit on them? Yeah, probably. That sucks. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say now because, I mean... Everything has its time where it's just no longer going to be the profitable hot thing. And that includes Call of Duty. Call of Duty is not exempt from that. I don't know what it's going to take for them to realize that they have a lot of really great potential with these other titles. Honestly, it's going to be when Call of Duty stops selling so well. But that's not going to be for a very long time because... You want to take a guess at when Call of Duty 4 came out? Oh, I don't like this game. Um, 2000, 2008, 2007. And like, that's when Call of Duty really, really hit the mainstream, right? I think we can agree. Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare was like the big moment for Call of Duty to become like the game in the limelight. 50 million people used to play this game. Now it's a ghost town. (laughs) (laughs) So was that the introduction of online play? I think Call of Duty 3 had online play as well, but it wasn't as popular. Big Red 1, I thought, had multiplayer, and that was like the third Call of Duty in the franchise. Maybe it was just local. Who knows? But Call of Duty 4 is like when it really hit a stride and like became super popularized on the market. So since at least 2007, Call of Duty has been one of the hottest things in gaming. And we are in 2021 now, boys. (laughs) They say I'm a grumpy old man. (laughs) <laughs> but really a grumpy old teenager. 
that's like I said, it's it's going on strong, but I genuinely don't think that Call of Duty is going to last forever. There's just going to be a time where people kind of catch up and realize like, hey, you've been selling me the same game for the last 20 years. And Activision is like, yeah, but whose fault is that really? Us for making it or for you for buying it? <laughs> Rubs nipples. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah. Oh, we haven't Ooh. changed the format in over two decades. Oh, where else you gonna go? You've been with us for decades. I mean, here's my optimism out of reading this piece. It's that I... I, we're being melodramatic to a point. I feel like we are making good points for the sake, but there's a bit of hyperbole there. I don't think that like this is quote unquote the end of Crash Bandicoot or any of the games that came out of these studios. I just think that it's kind of ridiculous that they're ta taking away all of their resources and talent from these other projects to move to exclusively Call of Duty because I can come up with an imaginary war and some cool looking guns too. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Here's here's the plot, all right? It's the Russians, right? And they're after us. So we're gonna need the Americans, the British, and and the Irish? What? What? <laughs> to go after this Russian terrorist cell. And oh wait, we already did that? Well, who cares? You know, no one's gonna notice. Okay, here, just add advanced warfare to it. You're, you're fine. <laughs> Hear me out, everybody. The Australians are on a war path for world domination, and it's up to the Irish in the newest Call <laughs> of Duty to go down to Australia to stop the nukes. There's like a space battle. There's kangaroo fighting, like mounted guns on a kangaroo. Oh, it's going to be the that? hottest Vin new Diesel? Is that Vin, Vin Diesel? Diesel? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Those are good idea, boys, but you haven't hit the gold jackpot yet. Listen to this. There is one brilliant war that is so taboo throughout history that not a single game has Are you dared. about to tell me the emu war? The emu war! <laughs> <laughs> the Australian emu war! <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> Get up for emus. <laughs> That'll be the next zombie mode. <laughs> Just the Bunch emus. of fucking emus coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> and the funniest part is, like, it, eventually they will get you. <laughs> Whew, that's funny. Guys, you want to move on to the next article? I think we've, we've taken this to its logical conclusion. <laughs> yeah, I totally right, I guess it's time for a weekly uh, epic conversation. I am so sick of talking about epic. <laughs> but it's so interesting, though. The thing is, like, this court case... All right, Peaches, you take this article, then. You seem so enthusiastic about it. It's crazy. All right, I'll, I'll take another one, you lazy ass. Hey, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't have anything past that. I didn't think I'd get this okay. far. Go on. I didn't think I'd get this far. Peaches, give us a quick synopsis of what has happened up until this point. All right. So just to keep it brief, essentially, it, the court, the ongoing court case between Apple and Epic Games found that uh, Fortnite, the game that this is all over, actually makes the Epic makes the least money from Fortnite on iOS. They make the most money from PS4. What? 
And according to the court case, it was projected that they were going to make even less money from the iOS platform in the coming years. So, JP, how does it feel knowing that your system is responsible for the proliferation of Fortnite content? Pass. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> I don't. What do you want me to say here? I'm not taking responsibility for this load of baloney. <laughs> JP, were you personally responsible for the billions of dollars they made? Did you spend seven hundred million dollars on your parents' credit card for Fortnite skins? I've seen it on YouTube. On it checks out. <laughs> I am a V-Bucks billionaire. <laughs> okay, even even when I was playing Fortnite, I did not spend a single dime on this game. You want to know why? Because spending money on a free game is stupid. I watched a guy in Walmart the other day buy a physical copy of Fortnite, and I was really confused. Why? Because <laughs> he wants like, to play. The, he, wants do to, that? he doesn't want to play the BR. He wants to play the survival mode that the game was originally advertised as. <laughs> <laughs> is that still a thing? Yeah, it still exists. Like, I remember I was excited for Fortnite back when I was in high school because I was like, oh, this you get to get with your friends and like try to like build your own little fortress and have fight against zombies, gather resources during the day. This looks really cool. And then Fortnite just turned into the battle royale machine. <laughs> it turned into the cringy new wave gamer machine oh, is what gosh. it did. Full of 10-year-old rage fueled by Mountain Dew and other soft drinks. So what else do we have going on in this article, Peaches? It's mainly just that um, Epic is trying to show that essentially iOS does not matter to the overall amount of money that they made. And so the the court case, the plot thickens in this court case. Like, does, does this... Uh, additional information mean that Epic is going to win this lawsuit or are we about to see a lot of uh, stuff from Apple coming out? I was like, really? Then what is all this money that you made? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Here's what's interesting. We have been talking about this now for literally about three months, starting from when we actually talked about the Epic Games and Apple case to the last few weeks where we've had these different articles talking about Epic Games and their projected earnings. And now this shit, it leads me to ask the question, why is Epic doing this? Is it just to lay their dick out on the table? Is there actual like business strategy behind what they're doing? Or are they just kind of like, well, we didn't want iOS anyway. Like, what do you think they're doing? I'm still going with the pride thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Essentially, they want to show that the amount of money that they made was negligible from like not paying the iOS tax, you know? So there's like, Mm -hmm. look, the sales that we got from the Apple store were so negligible that it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. And really, we just have to, we got to keep waiting to see if iOS has, or if Apple comes out with some, some more documents that are like, well, actually you made $4 billion off of us. And that's an exaggeration, but that's kind of what they would need to, you know, counter back to this. I kind of hope that happens. Like there was a bunch of unreported (laughs) money from Epic just so that they could throw it in Apple's face. Like we didn't need you anyway. Then there's like some super sleuth out there that's like, oh, really? (laughs) 
<laughs> isn't that isn't that what's been like the most interesting part about discussing this though is not necessarily the fact that we're for Apple or that we're for Epic here. It just feels like, you know, the two school bullies getting in a fight with one another. I'm not here because I care. I'm here because I'm interested. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, like most topics, we have a little bit of bias in, but this is probably the most unbiased topic that we have on this podcast. We really don't care about either company. So we are just sitting in the stands with popcorn. Oh, um, I guess I should mention that I'm biased because I want them both to lose somehow. Ah, you ruined it, Peaches. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Peaches does. Yeah, (laughs) I just, uh, you know, I'll I'll still be eating the popcorn because, you know, it's a big popcorn. You couldn't eat it at all on your own anyways, but um, (laughs) you fucking mooch. (laughs) (laughs) But I just I really would love to see this court case in, in, in a way that they both somehow lose. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that's that's a pretty good. I don't know outcome. what that is. I don't know what that resolution would look like, but I, I'm rooting for it. The judge takes the money. <laughs> let's, uh, judge, let's judge Judy this. Bitch. You both are being complete idiots. I'm taking your money and going on permanent vacation. <laughs> Bye. It's that's just the question, though, isn't it, Peaches? It's like, what's the best? What's the best case scenario here? What is either side fighting for at this point? I know the obvious answer is money, but there's so much more going on, in my opinion. I feel like Apple is trying to make a statement that, like, I'm Apple and nobody gets past Apple, and Epic is like, um, no, fuck you. We are the creators of the cringiest but most cash grabbing game available right now fuck you (laughs) i really feel like it's just a pissing contest it absolutely is okay so for apple what i i think they're going for is they want the recouped money from epic games but they also want to set an example out of epic is like it does not matter how big you are we will get our money from you you motherfucker and epic is like it does matter how big you are You're not taking money from us. We are keeping this money. I just imagine two toddlers fighting over a toy right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, except the toy is billions of dollars at the (laughs) the end of the day. Well, yeah, in my head, it was just a big sack of money. (laughs) And I'm still waiting for (laughs) (laughs) Half-Life. Oh, it's coming. (laughs) Any day now, they're going to drop the trailer. All right, another piece to this amazing freaking Apple and Epic court case. Okay, this is wonderful. Is it time to move on? Yeah, JP, uh, this is all you. All right, so first of all, we had another PlayStation 5 state of play happen on April 29th. Debatable. I was lit. <laughs> hold, just hold on. We'll get to your gripes here. And I know how you feel. Just give me a minute to get us going. And then you can go for it. All right. First thing we need to discuss, how big of a fan are you guys of the showcases that drop out of nowhere? Because by the time I knew this state of play was dropping, it was over. Yep. <laughs> and then that, it was that's gone. Fun. Yeah. JP, I didn't know about it until you texted all of us. Same I was like... St- I texted state of play today? Question mark? <laughs> like what? What's Chris happening? in the middle of eating a burger. Just, huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
So to be fair, it was not a very big event in terms of what in terms of the amount of games that they had. But I would argue that what they did have was pretty solid. Now, let's just start from the top because I know that's uh, I know Peaches has his opinions. So let's just take this from the top. What did you guys think of that Subnautica Below Zero trailer that they dropped? Scary. I have two things to say right off the bat. The first off, space penguins, space penguins. And the second, it comes out on my birthday, May 14th. Hey, happy birthdays are. Yeah, there's two games coming out, although I will be playing the Mass Effect and not the Subnautica. The Subnautica <laughs> looked really cool. It did. Uh, Peaches, what about you? What did you think? And keep in mind, this isn't exactly new. It's more like a PS5 upgrade. So the news itself, underwhelming. Um, I'm never going to play Subnautica because I am extremely scared of any game where you have to go underwater and there's the possibility of getting eaten by sharks or shark-like things. <laughs> so Peaches has a fear of sharks. I have a I have a fear of video game sharks. Real sharks, no. <laughs> Those damn video game sharks. They haunt my nightmares. <laughs> That's really funny. I, I played Sea of Thieves back when, like, when it was still in beta on the PC, and jumping into the water to go loot those underwater shipwrecks was the scariest moments of gameplay for me. My heart was racing. My anxiety was at a 10 out of 10. <laughs> so, Subnautica right, is not a play for me, thoughts? even though I know it's a great game. Yeah, and that's just the thing, isn't it? Is Subnautica is kind of... I. Ironically, no pun intended, uh, it's kind of a hidden treasure. Lols. Lols. <laughs> Subnautica's got its own little, I can't even call it a cult following because it's moderately popular, but I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys where it's like, it's not a game that I'm probably going to play. Not because I'm scared, because I'm, huh, I'm a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> but rather just because... It, in my backlog that I'm taking on for the summer where I don't have any classes, I'm sorry, there's just not a place for Subnautica. That being said, this PS5 upgrade and everything coming to Below Zero, it looked damn cool. I'm really excited for everybody that's a big Subnautica fan because it looks like they actually added a pretty cool story and some pretty cool things that are going on with the game. The thing is, uh, JP, Subnautica itself actually has a story. Like The first Subnautica has a story that you follow as well. And then Subnautica Below Zero also has a story that you follow. Wow, I didn't know there was, like, NPCs that were, like, immersing you into a story in the first game. I really thought it was just an underwater build a house and survive. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, that's that's an aspect of it, but there is a story that you follow. I don't know if you interact with NPCs, but there's a story, and you can beat Subnautica. Like, you can beat the story mode of Subnautica. So, Right on. So it's it's a very cool game, and I would recommend it to anybody that is not scared of depths and things in those depths. Peaches, I'm starting to get the feeling you're kind of a coward. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play horror games. I don't watch horror movies. Like there, there's there's a lot of clues here that you could have picked up on sooner, JP. Oh, yes, Peaches, peaches but I am stupid. <laughs> I got a haunted house for you, Peaches. Is it the one at Valis Pumpkin Patch? Because I walk through that as fast as I can. <laughs> I have no Brother. idea what that pumpkin patch is. 
You're talking that, about the, the haunted mine with like the funny looking characters. No. Characters? No, the, the mine is the cool one that has the funny bridge, which this is a really niche Valis pumpkin patch reference for all, anybody outside of Nebraska. For in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we should probably move on let's from this let, for anybody that has no idea what we're talking yeah. about this. JP, the next one is the biggest news for PlayStation and the entire reason why you should buy a PlayStation. All right, you are right, Zara. Move aside Xbox Series S slash X because you have been discombobulated among us coming to PlayStation <laughs> 4 and PlayStation 5, yeah. baby. woo Give it up. Does it fucking okay. matter, though? <laughs> this is no, like the last doesn't. console that Among Us, it like, wasn't on. And Among Us craze is gone. I'm sorry, it just is. What do you mean? It they really just dropped is. a new map. They did? Yeah, it was that hat guy. The hat guy's map. His flying ship. Apparently it was I a mean, Flash game back in the early 2000s. I have this weird relationship with Among Us. I love everything about the game. I love its concept. It's actually a lot of fun. I love the developer team and how it was just a small team of kids that actually had their dream realized when they were at the Game Awards with this game. But I'm sorry, just Among Us, as far as the spotlight goes, it's no longer there. And frankly, I don't know why it took so long to get to the PlayStation. It came out for the Switch it's also like on three Xbox One. and a half months ago. Like, what? Yeah. What? I guess I mean, you could the- say PlayStation is among us now. Uh, 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 that's pretty, pretty uh, sus, guys, right? <laughs> among us jokes. <laughs> among us jokes, am I right? Those aren't I gone. Think, I think I know who I'm voting <laughs> for on the imposter. LMAO when the imposter is sus. <laughs> is it? Is it me? Uh, am I getting launched in the space? Oh, always. <laughs> The thing is, Among Us is a really fun game, but I would say for the game to be at its max potential, you need to be playing with nothing but your friends that you can actually talk to in the meetings. Can't be randoms that you're just typing to in the chat, whatever. Oh, yeah. Randos are always annoying. Yeah, that's what makes the game awful. It I 100% agree with you and just. Like, I'm not saying that the game's not fun anymore. All I'm saying is that getting that party together that you're going to need to make this game as fun as it could possibly be is going to be a lot more challenging now that so much other shit has come out. And I'm sorry, Among Us just isn't there anymore. Yeah, I mean, it had more time in the spotlight than Fall Guys did, so. (laughs) Yeah, you're not kidding. They should be thankful for that. Yeah. I mean, do you guys remember, like, months of, like, just YouTube was just dominated like the gaming channels all among us all the time. Like, oh, yeah. All the streamers. Yeah. I mean, they're still kind of doing it, but not, a, not nearly as much. Oh, yeah. No, not nearly as much. And I, I, I'm not putting any blame on those content creators, by the way. You know, they have to abide by what YouTube is going to push. It's just that's their money source. They got to make make the among us content. It's it's whatever. But I'm, I'm happy to see that other stuff is coming out now. <laughs> Yep. So, I mean, I guess the final word on this is it's a day late and a dollar short. Yep. But I mean, if you are still an Among Us player, hey, and for some reason you can only do it on PS4 or PS5, hey, there you go. There you go. It's, My it's question here. to you is why don't you have a phone? <laughs> is that, is that a throwback fair. to the Blizzard conference of one, like <laughs> your guys' first episode? Pulling a Blizzard. Yeah. 
Okay, so for the real meat and potatoes of what this data play was for, we have Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart gameplay for the first time. Uh, no, that's not true. Not for the first time. We did have gameplay um, initially when it was announced. I don't think we've gotten any gameplay since then. And the gameplay that we got in this data play is definitely way more abundant and revealing of what the game is going to be like than the first gameplay trailer. So, Czar, I know you're a big Ratchet and Clank guy. Tell me what you thought of this outstanding gameplay trailer. All right. Well, for starters, I miss when all of the games were named for innuendos. I mean, like in 2003, Going Commando, 2004, Up Your Arsenal, in 2007, of course, size matters. <laughs> but no, seriously, alternatively, this is the reason to get a PlayStation 5. Like mm -hmm. Peaches in our chat earlier said that he was scoping a PlayStation 5 because of this. And I was like, um, full disclosure, I am, too. No shame. <laughs> I'll help you boys out when it's time. Oh, yeah. Just mail me yours. Thank you, JP. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just pass <laughs> well, it around. Hold on a sec. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. Thank you. I appreciate the. I, I appreciate it. That's really nice of you. I'm going to mail you my PS3 topped on top of a PS2. <laughs> <laughs> Quick math. That's a math joke. <laughs> That's a math joke. Shout out to math. Shout out math. Okay. <laughs> The real hero. <laughs> Math. Zar, what else did you think of the... What did you actually think of the gameplay trailer itself? How good did it look? You could really feel everything. Right? And this this is a shot at Peaches right here. That haptic controller, though, sounds like it is going to make this game even better. Like, mm -hmm. all of the vibrations, all of the sounds, it's going to be an immersive, albeit confusing, and probably epileptic, seizure-inducing game. But it just looks awesome. Should I respond to that now, or...? No, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so... Actually, Czar, it's really interesting that you mentioned that because that's what they spent a lot of the trailer actually talking about, right? Was how the controller is going to change up the experience of Ratchet and Clank. I actually counted, it was seriously, but then I lost yeah. track halfway through, kind of got back on track. But I think it was 29, maybe 30 times that they said you can feel it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as it's bad no as world, world premiere, premiere, but, you know, yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. What else about the trailer did you like? What else stuck out to you? Um, I really liked how and I, and I really had flashbacks to The Last of Us 2 between the character jumping, but was really mm -hmm. thrilled to see that the uh, item management between Ratchet and Rivet is is seamless there's you still get all the guns you get all the trinkets so you don't have to worry about oh well ratchet has this well what does rivet have um aside from that why the fuck is there a photo mode in it the very first ratchet because and clank photo mode because that was essential to the gameplay I point you to the conversation we had when talking about the super, the new Mario 3D world or whatever with uh, Bowser's Fury, because that's just the thing. I don't understand photo mode, but everybody is doing it. Spider-Man Miles Morales did it. The new Super Mario game did it. And now Ratchet and Clank is doing it. It's just the thing. I 
to each their own because it's not like you have to do it if you don't want to, but like, why? <laughs> that was my whole question. Like, while they were showing that and they were so proud of it, like it, they were just, you know, chiseling the perfect block of marble. And I was just like, why? Why is there a photo mode? I, I totally 100% agree with you. I just don't get it. All right, all right, all right. My final thing I have to say about this and like this was my biggest compliment to the game. I was most impressed by the rift jumping like between the worlds Ooh, and yeah. how they boasted with their solid state drives that the entire world's level gets loaded almost instantly. And like at the yeah. at the beginning with that boss, like you you went through different dimensions while you were fighting that boss. And those weren't just battle arenas set on the planet. It was the entire planet, which leads me to ask. And I mean, it's a rhetorical question, but since the entire world gets loaded, do you think there's going to be a way to break through the boss fight and go explore the world when you're not supposed to? That's a good question. I'm not really sure. Because I hope so. I would break the shit out of that game. I broke the game. <laughs> okay. So, Zar, those were all great takes. Peaches, I'm going to move the conversation to you. Now, let's just start by talking about what you thought of Ratchet and Clank, the gameplay itself, and then you can talk about the state of play as a whole. Um. All right. Well, you know, Ratchet and Clank, I love Ratchet and Clank. Um... I played the remaster of the original that was like a side-by-side -side with the movie, whatever you want to call that one. Back, when did that come out? 2017? I think that was just Ratchet and Clank. It was just called Ratchet and Clank, but it was like they remastered the first one or re redid the first one and also had it be more in line with the movie that got released, which I doubt anybody remembers that movie. The movie was awesome, by the way. I love that movie. <laughs> I honestly never got a chance to see it because I was working too much at the time, but... <laughs> um, I I love Ratchet and Clank. I love that game, and I'm always stoked for any Ratchet and Clank games. Um, the mobility, I I love the added mobility of the game. The weapons, I really hope they didn't show all of the new weapons that are going to be in it because I oh, love God, like no. opening a new Ratchet and Clank game and like having that surprise, like oh shit, what does this cool new weapon do? Oh, I can't imagine that they showed you everything they have to offer. Yeah, they didn't even show you the Rhino. Well, they said so what they said was like, here's a couple of our new ones. They showed the little hose thing. They showed the pistol that had the thing with the trigger where it's like ha halfway down. It's a single shot precision and then fully down. It's an automatic, not precise gun. Um, and then they so yeah, they, those are the two that they showed. Um, and then what was it? Uh, they just said that they're bringing back some old guns. And I think they said that there was going to be new guns, but I don't know, like they're they're pretty they can be pretty good at hiding these things. I just I hope there's some new stuff that we're not expecting and like something crazy, you know? I'm always stoked about the new guns in Ratchet and Clank. Can I interest you in a Ripya new one? Otherwise known <laughs> as a Rhino. Um <laughs> Alright, what else about the trailer really stuck out to you? What uh what have you what did you really like that Zar and I haven't mentioned so far? Graphics. You guys, I was surprised none of you mentioned the graphics. Oh, how could we not talk about graphics? That was honestly Oh my god, Ratchet nuts. looks so fuzzy. <laughs> he doesn't just look smooth anymore. He's so fluffy, I just want to <laughs> hug him. 
Um, yeah, it, the uh, graphics look absolutely insane. One thing I'm wary of is a lot of the time when you see these games get previewed like at E3 or State of Plays, the graphics when you actually have the game and you're loading it up don't look anything like that. So I hope that they are even half as good as what they showed because wow, that was that was definitely impressive. Now, can I respond to the controller see- thing? <laughs> okay, before you do, did you see the reflections off of Clank in those cutscenes? Yeah. Oh, he was so Holy shiny. Cow. Yeah, Clank is a lot shinier than he used to be. <laughs> For a second, I was he like, that, no, that doesn't look. Yeah, that doesn't look like Clank. He's way too shiny. Where's Where's Clank actually at? Where's my Clank? Not my Clank. <laughs> Secret <laughs> Agent Clank. That was an actual game, right. wasn't it? Yes, you can. Res- yeah, it was. You can respond PSP. to the controller thing now. All right, so the the thing with the controller that I like is the what they previewed with the pistol, where how much you pull down the trigger affects what the gun does. What I don't care about mm-hmm. with it is the haptic feedback and noises coming from the controller that does nothing for me. The vibrations that does nothing for me. I will turn those off right away. <laughs> I disagree with you so much, but we don't have time for <laughs> I this. I disagree strongly. Um, to eat, it really is a to each their own yes. thing. I feel like Zara and I obviously feel like it adds. If you don't, that's fine. That is completely on you. Now, um, we can move on from that. That's my take on the, the fancy schmancy controller. Um, do we want to talk about the thing as a whole now? Yeah. So to just wrap it up... Um, I mean, we really can't do anything, the whole trailer justice, but if you haven't seen it yet, you need to get your buns over to YouTube and look up the latest trailer because it was good and you need to be excited about this game if you're not. Absolutely. Okay, continue. I, right. as an Xbox player, am excited about it. <laughs> so this- I'll give you all a turn on my PS3, <laughs> PS2 combo machine. You're still mailing it, right? I get next, next dibs after peaches. Yep, you got dibs, bud. <laughs> um lackluster if you're dropping a state of play show me more than two games that were already on the PlayStation. or actually show me more than one game that was already on the playstation is getting upgraded to ps5 and among us getting ported and a game that we already knew was coming out but you can't just drop a state of play and show me a bunch of nothing like you showed me 12 minutes of gameplay for a game that i was gonna buy no matter what i just i don't see a reason for the state of play to exist yeah, they honestly should have just weeded out some of the news about like Subnautica, dropped a trailer for that on its own and just, you know, gave just a brief announcement that, hey, Among Us is coming. There's a Ratchet and Clank skin slash pet. That's that's pretty cool. Oh, and here's a trailer for Ratchet and Clank, and it's a right. Ratchet and Clank event. This the thing is what this state of play did for me was made me less excited for future state of place. Hmm. Well, it just goes to show that they have nothing left in the holster, hence why they're not going to E3. <laughs> Could be, yeah. So, and that's even what we said, right? It's like, because that's what you texted to Zar, Zach, and myself, is they shouldn't have even called this a state of play. It's kind of what we agreed on. It, they should have just called it like a Ratchet and Gangplank... Uh, they should have called it a Ratchet and Clank gameplay trailer and then just announced like, you know, Among Us and the Subnautica stuff separately. Maybe even tweet it. I guess the rebuttal that I would have to that is, you know, 
If you start naming it something differently, I feel like people are going to have high expectations and be disappointed no matter what. And I point to Nintendo for that fact because they have <laughs> their, you know, they do. They have their Nintendo Directs, but then obviously there's the partner showcases. There's the Nindy showcases, which until the last one aired, weren't very good. And all these other mini showcases and they get criticized no matter what they do. Now, JP, hear me out on this. Yes. Don't call it anything. Just do what people used to do and give the trailer, gameplay trailer, to, you know, gaming outlets who will put it on YouTube and promote it. And then you don't have to call it anything. You just like, hey, we dropped a gameplay trailer for Ratchet and Clank. Hey, Among Us is coming to PS5, PS4. Hey, Subnautica is getting upgraded from PS4 to PS5. Mm-hmm. They just, they didn't have enough to show to call it, a, like, I mean, they still oh, this did. this time they absolutely did not. They didn't have enough for me to like meet like the quality of like what I would assume a state of play is going to be. And so they should have just done what like used to happen back in the past is you drop the gameplay trailer, you drop the news and that's it. Like it's not it's not called anything. You just you just give the news to the people and you give the trailer out to, you know, keep building hype for your game. Like, okay. It didn't. Ha- it didn't have to be uh, an event. It didn't have to be anything. It could have just been this is the news and here is this trailer. You're absolutely right. That's exactly what they should have done for this. And you, you know what? I mean, like I, for what it's worth, I do agree with you. I was just playing a little bit of devil's advocate, but I, I do totally see where you're coming from. I don't think PlayStation has totally mastered the art of what they want the state of plays to be quite yet. Up until now, they've been knocking it out of the park almost every single time. But yeah, they want to save quote unquote state of play for the big events. You know, the big showcases where people have a lot to get excited about. And despite the fact that what we have here was cool, I do agree with you. I don't I think they need to come up with a new way of being like, hey, here's some cool stuff, but not enough to justify, you know, getting you super, super hyped up. Was this their shortest uh, state of play? To, to my knowledge, yes, because they uh, they have not done a lot of state of plays yet. And even the last one that they did before this one, which was uh, I don't know if it was indie titles exclusively, but I do know that it was a little bit longer than this one. So I think so. And I guess that's pretty much it. Do you guys have any more you want to uh, do to talk about the state of play event? I think I hit all my talking points. Yeah, it's lackluster. That's what I think. We already know what you think, Mr. I'm going to turn off the cool parts of the controller guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put cool in quotes, but yeah. Oh, whatever. All right. That is about as much time as we have for this episode. On Saturday, we have a fantastic... Wait, we didn't do game releases. Oh my God, you're totally right. I'm sorry. I'm so tired. What the hell? JP hates new games. I'm sorry. I am so unbelievably tired, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, Okay, yeah, game (laughs) releases. All right, so next up, let's do some game releases. Who wants to do the game releases? I'll take care of this. No, no, Czar. Oh. Clearly, you don't want to talk because you had me take over two articles. I'll get this done. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You sit down and think about what you've done. (laughs) Okay. All right. On May 6th, we have Skate City coming out for PS5, Xbox Series X, Slash S, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. On May 7th, we have Resident Evil Village coming out for PS5, Xbox Series X, Slash S, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Yes. And then on May 10th... Oh my we... god, I'm so excited about Resident Evil. 
you can get to that <laughs> in here in one second. I got one more game release. <laughs> On May 10th, we got Hood, Outlaws, and Legends come out for PS5, Xbox Series X, slash S, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Czar, hype it up. Yeah, Resident Evil Village. Get fucking murdered by a seven-foot-tall vampire seductress as well as werewolves and other sorts of crazy beasts. It really looks like they are focusing wholly on the horror aspect of Resident Evil, and it is going to be scary. It is going to be intense. There's going to be a lot of frustrating decapitations of players. I am so excited. Now, Zar, I have one question for you. Yes. Why is everyone so goddamn thirsty for the seven-foot-tall vampire lady? Oh, 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 because she's thick with okay. five C's. <laughs> oh my god. The only way I'm dying in this game is between some thighs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually saw a battle scene where she was about to murder the main player. Yeah, main player. Uh, she She's fucking scary. Like her hand extends into like a four foot reach of really sharp claws that can just impale you. Apparently, people are into that. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah we- weirdos. Some weirdos out there. Am I right, guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if one of the people that were into that was among us? <laughs> Sus! Sus! <laughs> among us jokes, am I right? <laughs> They're still relevant! <laughs> Okay, low-key, though, I'm also excited for Skate City. <laughs> uh, low-key, I'm excited, kind of excited for uh, Hood Outlaws and Legends. It looks like a pretty fun multiplayer no, game. No, you're not. No. Now, JP, Are you really? Yeah, this is, looks like a pretty cool multiplayer game. It's like uh, you got four people on each team. Each one is a different character, like specializing in, in something. And one team is trying to defend a castle, and another team is trying to attack the castle. And you're trying to sneak in, take the treasure out of the castle, and win the match. And, uh... I've been keeping my eye on this one. I got some buddies that are getting it, and I think I'm going to try this one out as well. Nah, 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 nah. Well, Screw you both. Right. Die between these thighs. <laughs> Die between the thighs. <laughs> and that is yes. the name of the episode. <laughs> Die between the thighs. <laughs> no, probably not. We might not make it onto many platforms if that's the name. Czar, please. Czar, just, I don't I do. ask for much. <laughs> Who knows? I could be talking about fried chicken. I have a sickness for the thickness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, GP, do you want to get them hyped up for what we got going on on Saturday? Yes, I can do that indeed. On Saturday, we um, so we usually record news and then segment. But because we had a very phenomenal guest on the show, We had to do the segment first. We just got done recording that and it turned out wonderfully. We have it's a brand new segment that they thought of and they're coming back to host the show on Saturday. So make sure you stick around for that episode because it's going to be good. And in the meantime, thank you all so much for joining us on another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We will see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Later. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, 
access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.